Hello and welcome to Don't Talk About It. I'm your host, Dean D. And today we have a little story on expectations. Do you write yours in pencil or pen? Got a little story here going back into college about where I got stuck in my way. And uh, I still love the fact to this day that this turned out this way. So here we go. One of the things that I am famous for, it's been a kind of part of my personality for a long time, and it's still there, and I learn to understand a bit more that life is written in pencil, not pen. What I mean by this is the expectations we put on ourselves, and we put on others to perform or to act a certain way, And these are all things that we, and ideas that we have in our head, that we come up with, that we generate, and then there's no deviation from them. That is exactly how it's supposed to be. One of my favorite things to say is if we constantly look for a specific version of what we seek, we will always miss altered opportunities to obtain it. I still believe that's true. And in this whole change that's happening, you know, day to day, not knowing what's going on, I think it's really important that we need to understand that pencil is a little bit more realistic in our life. It's good to have the optimism. It's good to have your standards, your boundaries. But, you know, we need an eraser life, and especially right now. So this one takes me back to college. It was my junior year. I was in the physical therapy program or pre-physical therapy program. It was my undergrad, so I had to get all the requirements to apply to physical therapy school. And the one that I needed between my junior and senior year was um, hours. I needed internship hours at a physical therapy clinic or job shadow hours. And there was plenty of time to do this. It's two years away. I was at the end of my sophomore year. School had about a month left. And, you know, I thought, I'm going to get on top of this. That's what I had wrote in pen. Right there. My goal. That I was going to do this before my junior year started. So I'd be ahead of the game. That's a great idea. However... I made it a permanent expectation. And I went all over the place and I started applying at every single clinic that I could come up with, both up in Corvallis, where I was currently staying as an Oregon State student, and um, down in Southern Oregon, where my parents lived, and I usually spent the summer down there as well. Just trying to get anywhere I could where a physical therapy clinic would allow me to come in and do some job shadow time, sign off on my papers that I had gone to the teacher for and got ahead of time, <laughs> and um, and just trying to you know be on top of this. And it was like my idea and my goal that I was just going to nail this thing out. So I'm like super determined. I'm walking into every clinic. I've got like my bow tie on. I'm smiling. I'm doing everything I can to sell myself um, to get into a clinic. And I did. I got into one down in Southern Oregon. It was at a local hospital. 
and I was so excited, and it was like, yep, that's it. I wrote it in pen. I accomplished my goal. So I moved down, ready to spend my summer in Southern Oregon, and two days before I was supposed to start, I get a call from the clinic. Sorry. That's not going to work out for us. We've had some changes in our management, and we're just we're too busy right now to take on a uh, job shadow. And they canceled me. I had just moved down here. I was all set for my summer. I was ready to go. I was going to learn my, my physical therapy. Nope. And I couldn't erase it because I wrote it in pen. I was so devastated just beyond devastated and I remember you know I had been probably moping around for about a week and my mother told me that I needed to go down and apply to the temp agency because she was not going to spend the summer watching me mope around and I didn't blame her one bit it was not a productive way to spend the summer. And I remember her saying, like, you can either go find something to do or I'll find you something to do. And that was motivation enough to get out and go to the temp agency office and start searching around what was available. I had to let go of the idea that I was going to work at a physical therapy clinic, which did not go over very well. I was still stubbornly determined to make that happen. And... The first job I got um, through this temp agency was a dishwasher. And I was just so, so disappointed. You know, I'm like, I had this idea that I was going to be this physical therapy job shadow guy. And now I'm just washing dishes. And I just felt like such a loser. I didn't know how else to say it. I had these really preconceived pen expectations for my summer. And I just instantly fell into, like, kind of this sign of depression. And um, so I go to the dishwasher job the first day, and I ended up doing it for about a week. And the owner of the company came up to me and said, hey, we are actually about to hire for a sous chef. It's our busy summer. You know, we do a lot of catering. Um, and we catered weddings. That was our big thing. We prepped Monday through uh Thursday, we went to events Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and spent all day Sunday washing dishes, mostly. Um, and so he came up to me and said, you know, I just, uh, I think you've got some good training ability, and um, I would like to bring you on as a sous chef. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, anything not to be a dishwasher. And there's nothing wrong with being a dishwasher. That was the thing that I realized now as an adult. There was nothing wrong with what I was doing. There's this quote that I love that says, if you're living in the past, you're depressed. If you're living in the future, you're anxious. If you're living in the present, you're content. And I feel like if I would have just focused on the fact that I was making money, I still had two years left. Hey, the dishwasher job was actually great. I got there at like five in the morning. I was off by noon. And, you know, all the chefs strolled in later because it was a, a catering job. So, you know, they'd stroll in maybe around 9 and probably work till 4 or 5. Um, because I just got so fixed on how it was supposed to look. And I didn't allow any 
room for this pencil, nothing to be erased. So, you know, as an adult reflecting back on this, like, man, I would have been a great little dishwasher. I had my, my iPod, put in my headphones, you know, I was, I would have just been happy if I would have had a different mindset, but I didn't. And so I took this sous chef job, still frustrated that I wasn't a physical therapist and I started learning skills like how to cook, how to boil water, how to blanch vegetables, how to saute vegetables, um, how to add butter at the end of a sauce so that you make that little thicker of a reduction and it gets just that right amount of richness. I learned how to do risotto. I mean, all these skills that I still use to this day. So as the summer goes on, I still keep this like slightly bitter attitude. We start going to weddings, we start doing some catering, and I'm always in the back. And I'm doing all the prep work in the back. And one day my boss walks up to me and he says, Dean, what's your deal? And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, you came on as a dishwasher. I moved you into a sous chef. By this time, I was the head chef for the events we were doing I got to the point where I was trusted enough to take out one of our catering vans and run a whole event by myself and that still wasn't good enough because I needed to have that physical therapy job you know that's what I was fixated on and so he came up and he just said you know what's what's your deal you know I want you out on the front line I want you to you know really appreciate this job I mean I can keep you in the back all summer with your shitty attitude but you're never going to learn what you can learn with this opportunity. And I know it's not what you wanted, but what else are you going to do? Do you have a ton of options on your plate right now, Dean? I wouldn't know. I don't. You know, we only had about a month left in the summer. And he goes, I tell you what. He goes, forget, try to forget about what you wish you would have done with this summer and try to focus on what you are doing right now. Are you enjoying it? I'm like, yeah, I am. He was like, yeah, I can see you are, but I can also see you're not allowing yourself to enjoy it as much as you want to. And I said, yeah, oh my God, he's right. And he said, you have two years left. We've talked. He, he knew my whole story. He said, you have two years left. You have plenty of time to get that internship. And uh, remember that things don't always happen the way that you expect them to. But if your goals are really true to what you want, you will find a way to accomplish them. The path that you take to get there might look different, though. It doesn't mean that you failed on your goals. It just means that they didn't happen on the route that you had planned. And then he walked off. And I got to let this marinate for a little bit. And the next day I came back in and, it, you know, it was actually a weekend. So I had a couple days to kind of think about it. Our weekends were like Monday, Tuesday. And so uh, um, so I had a few days to think about it, and I came back in, and I said, you know, you're right. I really appreciate this, and I said I will be more attentive to this job. 
And as soon as I did, the job just totally changed. It became more fun. I started picking up more skills. I started becoming more appreciative of being able to cook. I um, actually started going and working the front lines of the the wedding events, and uh, I was actually um, one of the guys who you know would cut the prime rib at the end, and more to my personality of this extrovert where I got to interact with people as they were coming by and asking what they thought about the wedding and how things were going, and I mean the whole bit. And it, the last month of that summer was what I wish the first two months of the summer was. But I was the only one who was preventing that from happening. Nobody else. Just my own expectations that I had wrote in pen of how my summer was going to go. And to this day, I still struggle with that. So my chef skills were incredible. I loved it. I went back to college and it came in handy all the time. I learned how to cook at home more so that I was saving money instead of going out to eat. If there was a girl that I was very interested in, um, you know, after we went out for a date, it was really nice to offer the next one to say, hey, instead of going out to dinner, let me cook for you. Let me cook for you. You know, and so it, it was, it had this like, it turned into more of this attitude that like, yeah, I'm a skilled chef. Or, you know, at least have some knowledge of chefs, uh, how to cook compared to, you know, the rest of the college students at the time. And it became something I embraced, but it was the fact that I let go of the attitude of what my expectations should have been. And I still got to my goal. When I got back to college, I actually ended up connecting with a local physical therapy clinic. And um, they actually kept me on there as an employee for about the last two years and when I graduated I was in limbo waiting for physical therapy school I didn't get in um, my first year and well, actually didn't get in at all but this first year while I was waiting um, I started my own business in personal training and I ended up running out of this physical therapy clinic, um, kind of like a, a side hustle where people would come in, they'd get physical therapy, and then I would be the one to help them continue on their goals and their rehab. So it actually turned into a much, much longer endeavor um, and a relationship. Instead of being down here in Southern Oregon and working for a physical therapy clinic for one summer, and then that was you know the end of it. And allowing myself to see this now as an adult, because I was not overly appreciative of it as a kid or a younger adult, is it really makes a big difference when we go into Google Maps, we plot our course, and we expect it to go exactly that way. We don't expect to hit traffic. We don't expect to hit red lights. We don't expect to hit an accident on the road. But it happens. That's the pencil part of life. Goals are great. Love having goals. Love being motivated. All the time in my job, I, I constantly have these goals that are above and beyond over the moon with expectations. But I'm starting to write them now in pencil. Because I realize that the angst that I cause with these expectations are, are, are demeaning to me. 
demoralizing to me. And they really don't take away at all from the goal. Because I look back and I still realize how much I accomplish my goals. I don't not accomplish my goals. I don't fail on my goals. I just always get there a different way. But it's still something I struggle with to this day. You know, I have a really good friend of mine, Mark, who told me that, you know, life is written in pencil and not pen. And to this day, I I find that so true. And especially with what we know is going on and what we don't know is going on in our crazy world, I think it's good to put some things down in pencil. Have an idea. Have a goal. But don't write it in pen. You're going to set yourself up for the anxiety of trying to get there. You're going to set yourself up for the disappointment and depression of it not happening exactly the way you want it. And it's a struggle for me all the time. I'll even give you an example with this podcast. I had a podcast I was working on all week. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is my podcast. This is my podcast. And I had it all set. And last night I came out here and I recorded it. And I listened to it uh, first thing this morning. And I didn't like it at all. So I deleted it because I was trying to make it happen. And that is why I switched the podcast on the spot this morning to pencil and not pen. Because it's a prime example to share how when something doesn't feel right or when something is trying to be forced to make it happen, it doesn't work out well. And it doesn't come across the way that you want it to. And yeah, you might get there. But it's kind of like taking your cake out of the oven before it's finished baking. Yeah, it might look good, but it's not going to taste right. So, that being said, remember that life is written in pencil and not pen. So as you're setting your goals, as you're setting your expectations, put them there. Make them visible. But don't set yourself up for adding more disappointment to your plate adding more anxiety to your plate. Be present in that moment. Understand that you're going to have hurdles. You're going to have traffic. You're going to have unknowns. And that's okay. Because it doesn't take you away from your goal. It just changes how you're going to get there. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. Have a wonderful day.